Recording in progress. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Eye Opener Society. My name is Gary. As always, I got Hannah with me. What's Hannah? up? Hey, um, tonight's episode, we are going to go down that wonderful rabbit hole, the one I've been waiting to talk about for so damn long, UFOs. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've been dying to talk about this for a long time. I'll get into the story, but first, a few things. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't already, please go to our website. It is eyeopenersociety.onpodium.co. Links will be down in the comments. Um, we have a YouTube channel, and we're going to be doing the pilot episode of Behind the Eyes, where you're going to get to see Hannah and I in the studio behind the scenes. Her and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk just like her and I do when the microphones are off. We're going to have a good show. It's going to dive into our personalities a little bit. It's going to be it, raunchy. Yeah, it'll be raunchy for sure. <laughs> it will be really good. Um, we'll go down and re-explore some of our past episodes, maybe get involved with them a little bit more and stuff. I really got a great idea about it. I hope it takes off. I hope everybody follows us over there. Um, but that's down the line. Eyeopenersociety.onpodium.co. Also check out our friends Nonsense and Deep Thoughts podcast are a podcast variety show. They're on Twitch. They're on guys. Facebook. Yeah, they're um, but they're great. They're from uh, Pennsylvania as well, mm -hmm. just like we are, and just great show. They're all over the place, just like us as far as topics. They uh, almost mimic us like in a lot of ways. Like a lot of times, I'm like oh wow, look, they did that show. We did a show. Yeah. What kind of show coming up like that? They're really good. Cool. I really, I really think they're a great show. Um, don't forget, check out Mortal. Musings podcast as well. If you're into the whole serial killers and death row inmates and their last meals, they had a little bonus episode about oh, that. That's cool. Shit. It was I cool as shit. It really one. was. And they are so great. Those people, I, I chat with them all the time. Really great people. Uh, also, the Bell Witch Project, uh, another great episode. If you're into, you know, Wiccan. Uh, the outdoors and spells and just living your life like a Wiccan person or learning about witchcraft and you know it, it's really just a human thing and the whole podcast it, it's really comforting actually I really enjoy it. I sit down and listen to that so that's the Bell Witch Project um, but coming back to us uh, I want to give a little backstory on this all right okay. <laughs> yeah um, way way back uh, I was uh, I love writing and one day I would love to write a book, but nobody reads anymore. Yeah. I was on this site called Medium and it's just, it, it was a blog where you just blog and I was writing stories like crazy on there. Um, and I wrote about an incident that involved me and a UFO. And it was great because people was re were reading it there because, well, Medium is a blog site and that's where people go there. When we started when well when I started this podcast and it was this third eye meditation, I had an episode uh, about UFOs mm -hmm. and it was the least listened to episode, and that's only because you know I, at that point third eye meditation I was all about meditation and spiritual, yeah. so I guess the audience wasn't really involved as yeah. much. I was kind of always disappointed with that. I was kind of hurt, <laughs> yeah, because I, I loved. But I think, the story. <laughs> yeah, but I think when we were third eye meditation, it was just like that's all people wanted to hear. It was. So it's like yeah. when you throw an alien episode, they're like, what the 
fucked. <laughs> exactly. And but it still it hurt me. I was like, oh yeah, I loved it. So let me start out by saying this before I get into the whole thing. You, Hannah, have you ever seen anything in the skies, UFO related or anything that was completely strange or anything like that? No. None whatsoever. Okay. Do you believe in UFO or let me, let me rephrase that because I, I hate using the word UFO. Do you believe in like spacecrafts and stuff like yes. that? Okay. I've totally seen Buzz Lightyear. There you go. So there you go. You've seen something. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but no, I believe it. No, mm-hmm. I do. Great. Okay. Because I think people fall into that category. You're either a complete true believer in it or you just don't believe in it or you don't believe in it and then you see something and you start to question now i said i hate the word ufo unidentified flying object um i went into this in my story if you say you don't believe in ufos i just want you to really think about what you're saying okay let's break it down unidentified flying object yeah now, I spelled it out like this. Let's say I'm in my backyard, and I threw a Frisbee, right? And the Frisbee went really high, and it went into somebody else's yard. And the person in the other yard had no idea that that was a Frisbee that just flew by. Yeah. They had no idea what it was. Guess what that is? A UFO. It's a UFO. It's an unidentified flying object. Until that object is actually identified, mm-hmm. it's unidentified. And it's an unidentified flying yeah. object. They call, um, oh, God, what are they called? They call droids that. Drones? Drones. Yeah, yeah droids. <laughs> droids. I'm Star, yeah, Star Wars. Wars here. <laughs> yeah, no, drones. Like, if yeah. like someone's flying a uh, drone and they, like, you know, no one's aware of that or something like that, mm. or even an aircraft. Yeah, anything. It's a UFO. A bird. I yeah. mean, literally, it could be anything in the sky, anything that flies. And if you're not sure what it is, it's just a UFO. Now, there's a difference between that and what is believed to be alien spacecraft uh now we're alien. going into yeah now we're going into a whole nother realm of things and that's the part where i could say you can either believe or not believe you just can't say you don't believe in ufos yeah. because ufos is just something that hasn't been identified so let me go down this road so i wrote the story on medium about my encounter with a ufo because Long time ago, I'm talking like when I was maybe 16, I started to get into uh, UFOs. Me and my buddy, we were really into them, like yeah. reading all the books and we were reading about abductions and all that. And I started to develop kind of like a taste for it, you know, and I was like really excited. I said, this is some really yeah. great stuff, you know, whether or not I actually believed in it, but I started to look up into the skies more mm-hmm. so around 17 years old i was a little bit more into it and i started reading more about the abductions and all which i had a harder time swallowing um but as years go on you know you start to gain more knowledge more research more evidence maybe and you start to say hey maybe some of this stuff is real so my buddy and I, we used to look, I remember I'm from New York City, so when you look up in the skies there with all the light pollution, you don't really see too much. Yeah, you, you can't. But I did see some things, and there was supposedly out in Long Island, New York, I'm thinking it was Long Island, gosh, I, I probably should have done the research prior to the show, but it was something that everybody had seen, uh, and it would basically look like almost like a meteorite but it was way close to earth and supposedly it was a crashed ufo that crashed somewhere out in long island and you would be surprised new york 
uh, even the city, so the New York State, New York, is a hotbed for UFO activities. Yeah. Um, for years, there's been um, the whole triangular UFOs uh, up in upstate New York, and those things have been seen so many times, and it's just become like almost, you know. So oh, that I, oh, oh, it's a regular thing. Yeah. And oh, so, another one? Yeah, it was like, like oh, that's just another one. No big deal. Okay. Well, I had seen that one. Like I said, I seen that bull. That was, and that, oh, I was younger than, you know, 16 when I had seen that. And it was really amazing because you don't see shit like that in New York City, yeah. like coming down from the skies. And it wasn't like, because I've seen meteors later on in life, and, you know, it was definitely something different from what i seen as far as a shooting star or meteor or anything like that or an asteroid this was almost craft like like you would say it, yeah. it was craft but again it was so brief so quick and i was so young that you know it, but it kind of sparked my curiosity as to what's up there so now j- fast forward um i think i was in eh, man almost 18 mm-hmm. um i was still in school i was in high school probably my last year and my buddy's friend, uh, well, no, my best friend, his girlfriend lived in upstate New York, right up along the Taconic Parkway. And I remember we used to hang out up there all the time, mostly because she had a swimming pool. I mean, hey, you know, what better way to hang out? But we used to go up there, a group of us, and we used to hang out. And uh, we were hanging out on a school night, you know, and we were supposed to be home at a certain time. So the story goes like this. We were leaving the house mm-hmm. at a reasonable time, so we got back at a reasonable hour. And uh, when we were walking out of the house, uh, my buddy's girlfriend, uh, she had a dog. I forget the breed of dog or whatever. The dog ran out, mm-hmm. like excitedly r- ran out and started barking and ran behind the house over to where the swimming pool is, the back of the house, basically. And the dog's going crazy, like barking, barking, barking. So uh, we figured the dog seen a deer or something yeah. like that you know and but he was really and then we said man maybe we should check just in case there's a prowler or something like that you know yeah. so maybe we should look into this we went around the corner and we go into the back of the house and the dog i mean now we see the dog is in a frenzy like barking like crazy but he's barking at the sky which was just odd and it, it, nothing really came into focus right away we're just looking at the dog so we're, we're not really looking up and then when we did, when we looked up, I got to tell you, the feeling you get, I don't think this is stressed enough when people actually see something that's yeah. unidentified, the feeling that you get. Like, I think if you saw like my Frisbee example or a bird or something else that's unidentified, it's just like, wow, oh, what was that? Yeah. yeah. It was like, it's just, it's like that an was eerie weird. feeling. It wasn't even eerie. It's just like, what was that? Yeah. But this feeling when... There's something there that's really tangible and can be yeah. seen. The feeling that you get, it's almost, I don't know, like I, I'm all about meditation, but you get into this state where your mind is somewhere else. It really is. And you just, all of a sudden, you're hyper aware of everything. Now, mind you, this was going back like 1988 or so. There was no uh, internet. We didn't have cell phones or anything. I mean, I think the only video recorders had was big freaking, you know, shoulder war things. Nobody Stop. carried them around, man, you know? So we seen this. And me, 
and my two friends and then his girlfriend had we were just mesmerized by what we were looking at and this wasn't just like some small craft this wasn't just some light in the sky this was a fucking craft like your typical ufo saucer and it was immense in size and i'm talking like the size of a small village this thing was just so big it was probably far enough away but it could be seen and I'll tell you, I try to describe this the best I can because as I get older, you know, memory kind of slowly gets older. And like I say, there's no recordings of this, so you just got to rely on memory throughout the years. The lights on this thing were perfectly round. There were several several of them going around the craft. And I got to tell you, like when you look at lights, as big as they were and as bright as they were, you would figure something like that would be like a spotlight lighting yeah. everything up. But they had like zero candle wop out, like zero yeah. lumen, I want to say. Like, I forget the term, but I think it's lumens that would light things up. You would just see the light, but they weren't casting light, yeah. so to speak. You know, speak. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and they were like colors that were so muted and so different from what we see here on Earth, I want to use the term Earth, they were almost like, um, they were white, but like, it was such a bright, different type of white. And there were several of them. And it was still, well, the craft was big enough and it was close enough where you seen structures like around the craft, um, tubing, piping, like just windows. wild. Yeah, and but you gotta oh Hannah, I just I wish I could describe the feeling that I had. Like it was empty and everything was silent. Like when you see a craft of this size, yeah, just sitting, and it was that's that's the thing, it was sitting in one spot, and you hear zero engines, zero noise, zero yeah. wind, no sorts of turbines or propellers or anything. It's just sitting there. And everything was eerily quiet other than the dog that was barking so different than an animal would. Like a dog that you're so used to different types of barks. This bark was different. And I want to go into that later on. But that's the only thing we heard. And this thing just sat there for a while. I don't even remember exactly how long. You know, time does. It seems to freeze when you're in those types of moments. But I just remember all of us. In awe. And then you start to get, like you had mentioned, that chill, that yeah, eerie you're, kind of you're feeling. You're like, shit, should I run? What? Should I throw a peace sign? <laughs> I come in peace? <laughs> exactly. You don't, because when you're encountered with something that's maybe not human, you don't know how to react. You yeah. become frozen. You become like that deer in the headlights kind of look on you, and you're just stuck. And like I said, I don't know how long it stood there, but then it started to move. And again, it moved way different than any, I'm not talking 88. So I don't remember anything ever flying like or ever seeing anything that has this type of soft, silent, fluid type of motion to it, to where it would elevate on a uh, vertical, you know, ascent and then go like on a 90 degree horizontal movement, just... For the type of craft, the size that it was, 
to move like that. Nah, I never seen it. There's just no way anything like that. Yeah. But this would be something like the Hudson Valley UFO. Even though they say they're more triangular, but the Hudson Valley UFOs were the ones that were seen so often. And I'm thinking that's what I had seen. So this thing just started to take off. It started off very slowly. And it began moving away. And just by looking at the direction, we said, oh, we know where that's going. We jumped in the car and chased it. And we were on the Taconic Parkway, which, you know, was a... Yeah, it was a north-south from upstate New York going into... Uh, New York City and we started to follow this thing along the, the uh, Taconic and it got high, higher than it was to the point where you really couldn't make out all the details but you could still see it and it was just again so fluidly moving through the skies and eventually at one point there was a like an old abandoned gas station right there on the parkway, like yeah. in the center lane kind of thing and we stopped there because the craft came to another stop right about there and there were other people and we're like, oh, there's other people seeing this, which yeah. just, you know, right away you figure now you're not, even though I had two, actually three other people seeing this with you're me. You're like, I'm not on drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not on drugs. This is not some weird thing. My drink wasn't spiked. Like, <laughs> yeah. It just, it solidified the feeling like, oh, great. There's other people seeing this. And it was a small group. I think about ah, maybe 10 people actually stopped and everybody's looking at this. We're like, all of us just mesmerized. Well, it was high. It was high in the sky. And uh, like I said, you couldn't make out the structures. It started to come back down again. And that's where we sat. We were like, whoa, it's coming down now. Like now there's more of us watching it. Kinda, yeah. Is it coming down for us? You get all these sort of weird feelings. Yeah. In, and, you know, you can't describe it, but you start to get that eerie chilling feeling that is this thing gonna land or is it gonna pick us up or something but it just sat there and it sat there almost like it was watching us you know i want to yeah. say and then like i don't know where but two lights broke away from the craft like maybe two separate types of crafts way smaller than that way way small but they just sort of danced around it like in just yeah. these weird kind of movements very again very fluid and just you can't fly anything that we well, have that we know we yeah. have what pops in my head immediately is like was that like a type of like a trying to communicate type thing you know i don't what I mean? think it was a communicate kind of thing i really think it was explore i'm going to say it was more like it was exploring yeah and these whatever came off of this was like exploring and it was just doing their things and it was just kind of like just weird kind of motions they stayed the two small lights stay and that's what they were they like you couldn't make out anything on them yeah as far as like the other craft where we've seen structures and windows and everything and almost like a it was almost like a platform going around yeah. it but these were just lights and again that weird white like so bright but yeah. wouldn't cast light so they're dancing around and then the main craft started to rise up again and it just started going up. These other two just started, it, it, they stayed where they were at that altitude and while the other craft started to go up and all of us are just amazed. Like we couldn't believe what we were seeing. And then eventually like we're watching the larger craft just going up, 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 like slow, but kind of like an elevator's type yeah. of pace. And then also the other two crafts kind of got together to form almost like one light and it just caught up with the other ship 
<laughs> like you ship, it's much easier work. So that's the only way I could describe it. And then all of a sudden, like at a blink of an eye, the entire thing just ascended into space, just gone within like maybe two seconds. Hyperspeed. Yeah, like a hype. And again, not a single sound, deathly quiet, nothing. I'm just gone. Like seeing Star Wars in my head right now. Right. And, but you know, you bring that up, but that's what it was like. Yeah. Like you watching that sort of. Light speed. Uh, yeah. And it's just boom, yeah. gone. And <laughs> wow. So we. Finally get home and I'm late getting home. Of course, my mother's like, hey, late, late. You know, and I'm like, oh, oh, I have a good excuse. You're going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But the great thing was like the next day it was in the newspapers. That's fucking cool. Yeah, except, and here's where the conspiracies come in. They said it was teenagers flying around in ultralights in formation. Now, <laughs> I'm not the world's smartest dude, but I'm going to tell you right now: if you're going to lie to me, it better be a good, good lie. Fucking lie. <laughs> you better make up something really fucking good because that was definitely not ultralight. Yeah. Because ultralights cannot reach those altitudes. They cannot fly. Oh, no. Listen, look. I just sat there, and it was such a small blurb in the papers too yeah. like not even a paragraph oh the you know a ufo in hudson valley was seen you know by ex like <laughs> thousands of people apparently and it lit up the 911 apparently you know yeah and they just said oh it was just kids flying around in ultralights and i was like if anybody could fly around ultra then i want an ultralight because i'm going yeah. to explore space myself right? <laughs> this was not ultra but the home craft space <laughs> you're not kidding so that was my story. From there, I said, wow, there is something going on outside of our planet. Maybe. Yeah. I, you know, and I always say, this show is all about, you know, the weird, the occult and conspiracies and all. But I always look at everything like as it's presented to me. I still to this day have no idea what it is. Yeah. Now, this was back in 1988. And most people back then when you tell them, you seen a UFO. Some people still were laughing it off. Maybe 10 years prior to that, people thought you were, you know, mentally some dumb Ill. hick or a <laughs> mentally ill, like, uh, you know. But now, the military and the Department of Defense is in a newspaper saying, yeah, there's UFOs. Yep. And guess what? Nobody gives a shit. No. Like, I mean, literally, they're revealing that they have all this footage and they, I don't know how many people are up on that whole Tic Tac UFO um, that's been seen, you know, countless numbers of times, footage from the military. They had no idea what it was, the movements of it. And then they say, well, we got tons of other footage, you know, <laughs> by yeah. the way. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we've been tracking these things for years. Yeah. Nobody seems to care. And now they changed the name of UFO to UAPs, uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. And I think they do these play of words to just kind of change Probably credibility yeah. or to ch you know it, it, they work very you know, fucking sketchy as shit you know but i'll give some more stories and i'm sorry I, I, this is so my show like <laughs> i don't want hannah to not have a chance to jump in here but i'm always excited about talking about this stuff there's so many rabbit holes you could go down but there's a guy john greenwald he runs his facebook page he does a youtube channel and all called the black vault I love listening to this guy because I read his book 
And the book itself should really convince you that the government really is hiding something, even if you don't believe it when they say Area something. Area 51. Yeah, and I'm not even going to go Area 51 because I think at this point, everybody knows. I think Area 51 exists, but I don't think it has what people think it has. And I think they moved all that because I think people are on to Area 51. Yeah, and because a couple years ago, I don't know if you remember, there was like this big thing that people were going to like storm it. Storm it, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Dude. Which would be so stupid because that's death on the spot, you know? I was like refreshing my Facebook page. <laughs> I'm not even going to cap. Yeah. I was like, no, let me refresh just and see. <laughs> so... Yeah, but I, yeah, Area 51 is one. But John Greenwald, he wrote the book The Black Vault. And what he does, and it's a real, it's not like us where we just sit here and talk about conspiracies and give you something to think about. What he does, he actually filed, and he started years ago, he starts filing freedom of information requests to the government. I love it. I love it. it and so here's what I learned the government may hide things, mm -hmm. but they can't. Yeah. Because it goes against, you know, all constitution is supposed to have transparency. So that's why we have this Freedom of Information Act. But not a lot of people understand it. And anybody could do it. You could request anything you want. Now, whether or not they give you everything, because a lot of this stuff sometimes is redacted. So they yeah. hide stuff. Or if it's definitely a matter of national security, they will deny it. But if something's been declassified or heavily redacted or something. Archived. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, or archived. They'll give you what they want to release. He's been doing this for years. I mean, for years. They're like, I'm fucking tired of this guy. Yeah, I mean, he literally, they got to know him by, for, like, they probably, like. They probably meet him for still, co morning coffee, afternoon tea at this point. Right. It's so, like, all the things, and, and not just UFOs, but, like, the JFK assassination and all that. He, he just, freedom of information requests them up the ass. But he made a whole book out of it, and he released a lot of stuff that he got, and he still, even today, waits for some things years ago that they haven't released yet and all. But you will see all these actual official government reports that are basically proving that these crafts exist, and they're unidentified. And I'll leave it at that, because again, use your own imagination as to what you may be. And here's the thing. UFOs have been around, oh gosh, how long? Like forever. Like if you look at some biblical paint, like Da Vinci and all that, yeah. those paint, there's UFOs in the background. Yeah. Or at least what people believe to be UFOs. And that's, to me, the most fascinating thing. Like why in like a lot of biblical paintings are there these crafts or what appear to be crafts? They're so out of place. But let's go very first ever recorded ufo sighting was actually march 1st in 1639 damn yeah and it was john winthrop he was the governor of massachusetts and this was you know the very early days when massachusetts was being settled you know the real puritans and all that but john winthrop he, he was the governor then of massachusetts and he recorded in his diary what he's seen it was him in a rowboat, apparently. I don't know what the hell three men are doing in a rowboat. But, hey, that was back in Whatever. 1639. But they were on the rowboat. And uh, they apparently seen this great light that was in the sky. And it was over the Charles River. The light just stood still. It changed colors. And it was moving fast. And he's describing all this in his diary. Um, and then after the light was gone... All the men on that boat, they found themselves one mile upstream, but they don't remember ever 
like rowing against the tide yeah. to go upstream. So not only did they see something, but there was like some sort of event, which happens too in a lot of these UFOs, mm-hmm. is like event things that happen, changes in time, a lost time, you know, is a, reported a lot with these things. But that was 1639. So if you go back then and you see lights, something like I seen, completely not know, like yeah. to people back then, like, but now let's move forward to modern times where I'm having difficulty now. Like yeah. when I'm looking, we have drones, we have top secret military things like yeah. that we don't know about. And now with our technology, when we look at these and if anybody sees anything, now you can really question, well, was that yeah. of alien or out of this world technology or was that, you know, home based yeah. kind of stuff that is a problem now. But then you got to ask yourself, if we do have this technology, where did it come from? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Because here's the other big one, the conspiracy, and the one I'm always talking about. And I could talk about millions of them, but like I said, I like to keep the show kind of short. <laughs> I don't want it to go on and on all night, which I can with this subject. Maybe we'll do that on our, our YouTube, uh, Behind the Eyes. We can mm-hmm. go a little bit more on this. But the big one, the Roswell incident, and it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. All right, And this is Roswell, New Mexico. And uh, that was the big one because... There were so many witnesses to that. Um, when it happened, the, the government comes out, right? The military comes out because uh, there was some craft that came down. This happened in 1947, in July of 1947, right? So what had happened, like the newspaper that came out, the newspaper article, much like mine where they said it was kids and ultralights, this they actually said it was a UFO that crashed. Some unidentified. So the newspapers and then they quickly changed it because, listen, the military came out. Military took away all the objects. Mm-hmm. They investigated. Big convoy. Like, listen, you, yeah. let me put this in context. A convoy of military comes out, takes all this stuff, puts it under covers, drags it away. Now, a lot of the stories from a lot of the people and witnesses, they were intimidated by government officials. And I remember reading somewhere, and I could be wrong because I don't, I'm old. I don't, my memory doesn't always serve me, you know, well. But I was reading that somebody was, you know, had a lot of firsthand experience and witnessed this. And apparently someone had told them saying, hey, it was just a weather balloon. We don't want you talking about this. And they were talking to him out in the middle of the desert. And they said, look around you. If you were to disappear right now out here, nobody's going to find you. Yeah. So we're talking some serious, serious uh, intimidation going on. So people were scared into not telling the actual story. And like I said, the story automatically changed in the newspaper. And they said it was a weather balloon. Okay. Let me stop you again with this and the nonsense <laughs> with lies. If you're going to lie, it better be a good lie. lie. You better not say the original <laughs> truth and then just be like, oh, my bad. And... Here's the thing. Okay. If this was a weather balloon that crashed, and listen, I know it's 1947. I mean, we don't have all the technology back then, but we did have defenses, Department of Defenses and all that. Who's, and especially back then, you know, there was a lot going on um, with Russia and all that, Cold War. And I forget when the Cold War comes up, but listen, there was a lot going on that had us maybe looking for things. That could harm us. That would break our airspace or whatever. You would think 
you would know a weather balloon. Mm-hmm. If it was a weather balloon, then why was the military out there? Why would they waste that much resource resources, an entire convoy in the military to come out to pick up a fucking weather balloon and then hide it and, you know, like, oh, we're taking it and hiding away and covering it if it was just a weather balloon. Because, listen, even if nobody came out and the military came out and looked at it and they said, this is just a fucking weather balloon. Look here and held it up and said, this is just... They dragged this thing away. The entire military. Waste of resources for a fucking weather balloon, if you're asking me, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I really feel that the Roswell incident was like a precursor to a lot of technology that we have today. Because now we're talking Area 51. I think maybe then it was more active. I do believe that they had alien technology. I do believe they might have recovered alien bodies from mm-hmm. there. Um, there's a lot of talk. We can only assume because nobody really knows for sure. But if we did have something and we got it and we reversed engineered, then well, listen, so 1950s, yay, listen, good times, you know. Technology was there, but all of a sudden it started to progress, right? And now we're into the modern days and do we have actual reverse engineered technology? Maybe that's what... Because now my mind is going to the conspiracy. If there's UFOs flying around, supposed UFOs, and the government's saying, oh, wow, there's UFOs. Don't you think maybe that's their cover to hide their own technology, maybe? Mm -hmm. It's one conspiracy. Where the fuck did Wi-Fi come from? Yeah, where where did Wi-Fi come from? You know, all these things. (laughs) And listen, where did, like, I was looking up uh, LCD displays, liquid crystal displays. Yeah. You know, digital watches back then started to come out, mm-hmm. and the LCD came out in 1968. So you're given 10, 12 years later. That's enough time to reverse engineer some yeah, stuff. Maybe not real. all stuff, but you could probably reverse it. Liquid crystal display, rather simple. But listen to this now. An LCD was invented by George Halmeiser. I really wrote real small, so I don't know. But it, it, the thing with him... Yeah, he might have been an inventor and all, but guess where he went on to? Hmm. He started working for the Department of Defense. Oh, shit. The NSA. You know, this could just be because, hey, listen, he was really, you know, just because of his inventions and his knowledge and his degrees, but it's just, I find it so weird that people that invent some of these things all of a sudden now are part of major Department of Defenses and all that. Yeah. That's just my conspiracy mind. That's how it goes. I like to present that to you, you know? I just found that weird. And I don't know why I always focused on the, you know, the LCD. Like, came out 12 years or so after the Roswell incident. Like I said, that's just enough time to be able to start, you know, reverse engineering the smaller stuff and then slowly using it for your own benefit and then trickle down military technology eventually goes out to the civilian population and hey it's just an invention right yeah so that's my story i could go down like i said i I don't want to go on and on on this subject as much as i want to but i am going to bring up something um or someone uh dr stephen greer Mm -hmm. uh if anybody wants to look him up i he was kind of fascinating because i watched his documentary Dr. Stephen Greer, he was an emergency room doctor, medical doctor. He stopped his practice. He had a one of these uh, death experiences. Not really so much, but supposedly he died for a while. He came back, you know, yeah. resuscitation efforts. And 
his his family's father, I think, was involved in a lot of the skunk works for like uh, these military operations and Boeing and all that. I forget. Again, my memory. I'm just kind of rambling on this one, but definitely had connections. He was threatened. Dr. Stephen Greer was threatened by a lot of government, you know, officials apparently. And Dr. Stephen Greer is not afraid because he said, once you die, you're not afraid of anything. Yeah. So he developed a system where he basically said you could communicate with these other life forms and it's through meditation. And I was like, Oh, meditation. Yeah. <laughs> right up my alley. And I, I never put, you know, the two things together, but I will backtrack a little bit. This is what I saying. When I seen my first real UFO, there was a dog barking. Yeah. Animals are much more in tune to different mm-hmm. sounds, sights and everything else. And the way this dog was acting, I said, this is the way, just like with ghost hunting, they have all these different tools. Bringing in animals, mm-hmm. I think, is the most, like, probably the most uh, convincing tool to use because they really, I think, are in connection to that. So, yeah. now, doctor, think of dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. I mean, it could be any, you know, yeah. really, I, maybe they do. You're right. I never even thought about that because of their communication skills. Who knows? And, and that's why I feel animals would be a really good tool. Or a useful tool That's why in this. Leia always barks. Is that why? Yeah. yeah. Maybe aliens are outside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to Stephen Greer though, like he said meditation. And basically there's a system uh, where you're just supposed to get into this meditative state and you're basically supposed to do kind of like an out-of-body thing and you got to visualize your location and then visualize yourself like out of body seeing yourself at that location and keep going higher so kind of like an aerial map and you're communicating to this other world because dr stephen greer believes like this technology it's not so much like they're intergalactic but they're more on a different plane so they kind of coexist but they're on different planes and they work through telepathy and that's when you meditate Mm -hmm. you can do this so guess who tries this one day (laughs) <laughs> I oh did. God. Now, I was up at the uh, Cherry Springs State Park yeah. up in Pennsylvania where it has most clear skies and in the darkest skies and the whole s- towns and all up there are not allowed to have lights and all that because of it. And I took, you know, our buddy Sarah up there. Yeah. And I looked at her. I was like, do you want to try this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She's like, all right, let's roll with it. And we did. We rolled with it. And uh, we went up there. It was a full moon, like one of those like big full moons of the yeah. year. So the skies were bright. So you really couldn't see much. But we had an experience, believe it or not. And we seen something really quickly. And that sort of light and that same sort of feeling. Um, I remember like... We broke out into tears. Yeah. It was really just, it was just so weird, but... It was powerful. It was very powerful. So something happened, and it was just so quick, but the feeling was really different. So something happened. So I lend a little bit of credence to what Dr. Greer has, and I think maybe... Also, when it comes to that, like when you meditate, that park was full of assholes too you know yeah. and that's one thing he preaches is you got to be on such a wavelength of inviting have a very inviting yeah. personality because they are going to know if you are an, an enemy or an asshole for that matter and there were so many college kids and stupidity so that's why the event probably wasn't so big or as quick but it was definitely something we experienced 
So I wanted to bring that up because, yeah, yeah this is modern day. And Dr. Stephen Greer, like, he always says, you know, the government's always out with aliens are the next big invasion. Yeah. They're going to be the biggest threat to the military and we got to go. Out. Well, let me tell you something. He makes a very good point. If aliens wanted to destroy us, they would have destroyed us eight times over by yeah. now. So we don't have a real true understanding of what's really going on. But I believe Stephen Greer is on that page where he sees yeah. it from a different kind of way. I feel like I'm on that safe page. I'm just kind of like, leave them be, let them live their life. Like they're living, mm -hmm. like we're living our lives, you know? Yeah. Maybe they're just as curious as we are about them. But the difference is, is that they have respect for us and we don't with them. Yeah, and there's so many theories that where they're yeah. watching us because we're destroying the planet and they're trying to save the planet. There's yeah. so many stories about them there is. flying over nuclear facilities. There's stories about them actually shutting down all the nuclear yeah. uh, uh, testing areas or yeah. nuclear um, missiles and all that and actually shutting them down. So there's a lot of stories about that. So we just don't know. Maybe they are all here for some sort of peace. And then you can go down the other conspiracies with the uh, Nephilim and all that. And the different, you know, oh, it, again, we could go down many stories and I'll yes. save that for a YouTube channel once we got that up and all. But yeah, definitely my favorite topic. I mm -hmm. love talking about it. I love talking about my experience. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll have another experience. You just never know. Yeah. I always say just keep looking up, you know, mm -hmm. see what's going on up there. There's a lot going on that we just don't know and you might see something. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, you live with an alien. My mom's been calling me an alien since um, I can long remember. Yes, she. So. That's what she was telling me when I first met your mom that you know that you're an alien because she of your did. belly button. My belly button and like the way that like my anemia is so bad and I just live with it and like my low blood pressure and my low temperature of my body. Yeah, I'm so, an alien. So you're an alien. You, you just live with one. So. There you go. And that's I'm not cool. even making a joke about that. I'm dead serious. <laughs> like I am not from this planet. There you go. See, we might not be. I always say we might not yeah. be from this planet. You know, we don't fit in on this planet. Um, but yeah. But that's that's the story. I also, I mean, I, I could go down the whole thing that maybe these uh, crafts aren't even from outer space. They're coming from center Earth because yeah. you know I made the revelation on one of our past episodes yes. with flat Earth. I said I believe in the hollow Earth theory. So we don't know. We could go down endless, so many different roads. Like <laughs> endless, like you know conversation endless yes. conversation with this believe me and yeah we'll probably go down this rabbit hole a little bit more and maybe we'll do it on our youtube show but i just wanted to get my story out there and hopefully some people heard it because like i say i just love talking about this stuff because i've just it's always been my favorite yeah just like you know it's like a passion yeah definitely a passion of mine i could I just, yeah, I'll leave it at that because I'm starting to think about other things I want to He's getting giddy. add to. I'm He's starting like, to oh. get giddy about it. I, ooh, I just thought of something. But we'll save it. Go on our uh, webpage, uh, eyeopenersociety.onpodium.co. See us there. See all of our episodes. Follow us on all the platforms. Uh, we're on Facebook too. Um, and again, we're on YouTube. If you search Eye Opener Society on YouTube, you'll find us there. And I'm going to have links on this. Uh, and like I said, we're going to have a show out there. Um, it's going to be called behind the eyes and it's going to be talks behind the scenes. And again, it's just going to be Hannah and I sitting here just showing you our true selves and our podcast selves, even though we're kind of our true selves on this show anyway, but yeah, you'll are. get to see a little bit more of us, you know, kind of 
working off of each other and talking about past episodes and all that. So I hope you join us, all right? And we appreciate you joining us here tonight. And I wish everybody all the best and keep looking at the skies. Yep. See ya.